This is the anthem. Here's what you came for. This is the moment magic was made for. Hello there. Welcome back to Fanfatals. Take a ride with us on the Hogwarts Express. Walk down Main Street with our best super pals. And defy gravity as we talk about all things fandom. Welcome back to Fanfatals, a member of the Real Fans Podcast Network. I'm Emma, and this week continues Gabby's time off from recording as she is in rehearsals almost every day of the week until like mid-September. So this week, I'm going to be talking with a good friend of mine, the Jess to my Charlene, and the Tink to my Wendy. It's my good friend Skylar here to talk about all things Kingdom Keepers and Kingdom Keepers Let's Read. Hey, Skylar. Hey, Emma. (laughs) So, Skylar. We here at Fanfatals have a list of questions we ask anyone coming on the show for the first time. Are you ready? Of course. Okay. So what is your main fandom? Honestly, my main fandom would have to be anything Disney due to me working as a party princess performer. So I kind of have to know everything about that. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of expected that answer, not going to lie. So what is your Hogwarts house? I am a Hufflepuff, but I'm 50-50. I'm 50-50 on the teetering side between Hufflepuff and Slytherin. Ooh. I'm Hufflepuff Ravenclaw. Mix. Um, my co-host Gabby is a Slytherin, so you and her, like, you are literally the halfway point between the two of us. <laughs> As like a Hufflepuff and Slytherin. That is hilarious. <laughs> favorite Disney princess my favorite Disney princess is actually Merida yes I knew that I know you also cosplay Rapunzel yes and Anna but she's technically not a princess anymore no she's a queen exactly technically (laughs) technically yeah I still consider Elsa the queen and her the princess out of the two of them because of us knowing her so long as Frozen One Anna. That's so valid. Yeah. So heroes? Oh, wait. Are you a Sith or a Jedi? I would consider myself a gray Jedi. I do both good and, you know, if it's an ultimatum type situation, teetering for either side, there's no essential good or evil. So So on that note, heroes or villains? I actually <laughs> would have to say I teeter for more anti-heroes like you know yeah. Deadpool and characters like that and Adelina considering that I play and one and all of them. <laughs> yeah and considering that I play one I guess you know you kind of get used to that since she was technically a villain in the first book <laughs> yeah we, we love Jez to Jess <laughs> hey, even my girl Charlene gets a little bit of a villain moment 
For real. Possession is something else. <laughs> the Kingdom Keeper series, I feel like everyone gets it at least once. You're right. <laughs> even even Finn's mom gets it at one point. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's in like the cruise ship books. Yeah, I because that's why Finn books. had to stay with Philby. Those two books are a total blur to me at points, I swear. Really? Those were my favorites yeah. growing up. Really? Mine was the third. Okay. I'm honestly starting to love the third more and more as I'm like rereading it for preparation for Kingdom Keepers Let's Read. But yeah, the cruise ship books were always my favorite. That's valid. That's very valid. So I feel like I know this one, but who is your favorite Avenger? Girl, girl. I absolutely love Doreen. <laughs> really? That is not yes. what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I absolutely love her to death. She is, I, if anything, I want to be able to cosplay her again. She's the funniest character to cosplay because people look at you and you're like, oh, okay. And then when they don't really know that much about the character and you start explaining to them, about how she defeated Thanos with a bunch of squirrels. You know, they kind of yeah. laugh at that. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were gonna say your girl Yelena, not gonna lie. Well, I, she's technically not an Avenger, so. True, true, technically not. Exactly. <laughs> Who knows with this new uh, multiverse saga. I know. I'm kind of excited to see what they do with that, especially considering how much was just dropped in our lap at San Diego Comic-Con. Same. Um, (laughs) All that news will be in next week's fandom news (laughs) segment of this show, because I was like, I'm not reading all this. For real. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And any other fun facts you'd like to say? Hmm. Um... Well, I have been cosplaying for 12 years now, and I think that's about it because we're about to get into a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, especially like the project you started. Yes. So yeah, I figured since I've never really covered Kingdom Keepers on the show before, that we should probably do like a little synopsis blurb. That is understandable that would be a good idea (laughs) just so people know which I'll get into more about it because I don't know if you saw my my question about the fairly oh my gosh yeah (laughs) (laughs) we'll get into that yeah (laughs) um So Kingdom Keepers is a series written by Ridley Pearson, and in the series, five teenagers, Finn Whitman, Charlene Turner, Del Philby, Isabella, Willa, Angelo, and Terrence Maybeck have been chosen to act as models for holographic guides known as Disney Host Interactive or um, Digital Holographic Imaging with an abbreviation of DHI at Walt Disney World. And then the cruise line and Disneyland and yeah, everywhere. Um, but the cutting edge technology has a glitch. When the kids fall asleep, they are transported to the parks in their holographic forms. The five teens are joined by two girls, Jess and Amanda, who help them in their adventures, and the ensuing adventures take readers on a rollicking ride as the Kingdom Keepers fight 
to prevent Disney's destruction by the Overtakers, which is a group of char Disney characters led by Maleficent herself and Chernabog. That's a good synopsis right there. <laughs> that was from, like, Ridley Pearson's website, except for a few things I added. Wow. It is a great synopsis. It really is. That's better than the one I used to reach out to artists. Wow. Yes. I might steal that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can definitely steal this. I think I added like the DHI abbreviation because I think it was just like models for DHIs at Walt Disney World. That and I was like, I'm going to explain more. Oh, yeah, that 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 actually is very helpful, considering that they switch between the two so often. Yeah, because what is it? Willa and Philby who are like digital holographic imaging. And yeah, I mean, everyone like, else is like Disney host interactive. Yeah, yeah. or like <laughs> you can tell with some of them, they're just like, no, Philby, shut up. It's Disney host interactive. Sh stop being technical. It's always <laughs> shut up, Philby. Exactly. Shut up, Professor. <laughs> the Professor Philby voice. When did the Professor thing start? Um, actually, that was in the middle of the first book that I actually saw that they referred to him as, okay, Professor Philby. Okay. At one point. I was like, yeah. when did that all start? Was that a fan thing? And then he used it, like, the um, couple, like, the ship names? Because he uses the ship names in one of the books. Yeah, I remember that they used the ship names at one point. But yeah, the Professor Philby thing started near the end of the first book. And I'm pretty okay. sure it was Maybach who called him out on it. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I a little sarcastic piece of shit. He is. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then Charlene is sarcastic towards him. Which is perfect for their dynamic, honestly. It is. So, get into the kingdom keeper series slash first hear about it so that's a funny thing my biological mom uh was a fourth grade teacher for okay. 11 years yeah. and um I was very sick as a kid so since we were on the same campus if I would have any issues whether it's because I was exposed to gluten because at the time I had undiagnosed celiac um I would go into her classroom, go into her little like storage closet area, make myself a bed and just sleep for the rest of the day in there. Well, she had a curriculum that she was able to use any fiction based book. And the one that she used at the time for about seven years was Kingdom Keepers. Oh, wow. And it was the first book. And the first time I had ever been introduced to it, I was extremely sick. I had a very high fever and I came in one day and she asked me if I wanted to sit on her reading carpet. And I was like, sure, I'll stay some distance away from the fourth graders so I wouldn't get them sick. I was in kindergarten and high fever mixed with, you know, some medicine is not a good thing to be introduced with Kingdom Keepers, especially whenever it's chapter 16, the It's a Small World scene, at age six. So that's how I was introduced to the series itself. And Wait, so, so the first chapter you ever heard was the Small World ride? Yes. And it's absolutely hilarious because years went by. I had only heard the It's a Small World scene. I came in another time, like, 
I want to say a year and a half later, and it was the chapter after the small world scene that she was reading. I had passed out in her closet again, so I didn't get most of it. I was interested, but she told me I had to wait until I was about 10 or 11 to actually read it based on my reading level. And we went to Disney after she had, you know, dealt with that curriculum. I hadn't heard of anything Kingdom Keepers in a hot minute. So it was in the back of my brain. We go into the line for It's a Small World. And there is this mom and her, I want to say 11 or 12 year old daughter. She's holding her mom's hand and she's like yanking her back, yelling, no, I don't want to go on it. The dolls are going to eat me. The dolls are going to eat me. And everyone was looking at her like she was insane. And my family and I were just kind of laughing, being like, oh my gosh, there's a kid who got exposed to Kingdom Keepers freaking out over there. Yeah. So I think I got into it. Like, so I tried reading the first Percy Jackson book in like fifth grade. Did not like Mm -hmm. it. And then went, I'm going to see what else is in the library. And the Kingdom Keepers first book cover caught my eye and I read it. Fell in love with the series. I ended up falling in love with Percy Jackson later in life. Later, yeah. I cosplay Annabeth, so I mean, I had to have. Um, well, you've seen my wall, yeah, so. It's an amazing wall. But yeah, <laughs> and I don't know, I really fell in love with it. I related to Willa a lot in middle school. Not mm-hmm. gonna lie, I was definitely like that kid, though, in your story. It would have been hilarious <laughs> if that was me. Don't take me on the ride, please. See, I I connected more with Charlene because for some reason, I think it was because I saw myself in her for a little bit because, you know, I was a natural blonde. I had long blonde hair. I tried to be athletic, kind of failed at that, but I tried. (laughs) Um, You know, I, I was into more of the tomboyish stuff. So until, you know, we actually had full-fledged character arcs with Jessica I didn't get into her because all I saw of her when I was a kid was oh this was a villain yeah yeah goth Jess yeah yeah I don't know I just thought Charlene was annoying when I first read her I mean she is in those first so valid well she's a kid too so some are the rest of them and they're not as annoying as she is you're right you're right <laughs> I don't know but I I think I fell in love with Willa because she is like a very like kind of book smart and not technical smart like Philby yeah. I feel like Philby's more the computer Philby's first name is literally Dell he is the computer kid exactly he's the computer kid if anything we've got you know book smart computer smart street smart all three in that gang so and then Finn and it Charlene. makes sense and then Finn and Charlene because <laughs> yeah. Finn half the time is just like Wayne made me the leader so you guys have to listen to me I really did not like Finn when I first started reading the books and honestly that was the main reason it was the whole whiny but Wayne made me the leader Wayne made me the leader. I think I counted last time that I was working on scripts for book one and book two. He said that a total of 10 times. I'd believe it. I'd believe it. That I was able to keep count of. It was 
so ridiculous and having to see that constantly it kind of made him sound like a brat (laughs) yeah especially because like Toby brings up such valid like shit all the time exactly and then they're spending like but Wayne made me the leader like yeah you are smart but can you walk through walls (laughs) no I really hate Finn. <laughs> I've got a sword. You don't. Exactly. So <laughs> that's I think the vibe. The whole thing about like, I think it's in the third book because I think I have to record it later. Um, where they're like being like, so who will go on the mission? And it, Finn and they're like, well, we can't send Finn, Philby, and Charlene all together because there are athletic one our leader, and our smart one. And then they flip the coin and it is those three. All three of them. Which, when ever we actually start working on that, um, it's very strange to have those three together for specifically that book. Yeah. Considering what happens later on. <laughs> so yeah, considering like Amanda thinking Charlene has a crush on Finn. Yeah. For like the five books that. of the seven. It is yeah. a very long time. It, it it's a very until, slow burn. It's until Charlene and Mayberg finally get together and then Finn and Amanda are like. All right, let's work with it. Or when Jess has that dream about her kissing Finn. That awkwardness. I forgot that... about that. Oh, the only reason why I remember is because it's the next script that I'm putting out. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, that I know that you start, When did you start Kingdom Keepers Let's Read? Well, I started literally a month before the pandemic broke out. So like 2020. So it was it was February of 2020. Okay. So I know that like that is when I like first found out about you in the Kingdom Keepers fandom. But when did you start in the Kingdom Keepers fandom online? And all it that? was I want to say about middle school for me. So that was my seventh grade year. Um, I had kind of been bullied out of the kingdom keeper stuff because everyone was like oh percy jackson percy jackson or why are you still into disney stuff so i had dropped the books around fifth grade and picked them back up for a bit and i found out that there was a community on tumblr for it because i was you know into tumblr at that time i was never tumblr girl i was the instagram roleplay girls that's a funny thing I got in trouble for doing the Instagram role play stuff whenever Gravity Falls was around. So I did not have that, you know, community right there. So most of my stuff was Tumblr. And it was around the same time as being into creepypasta as well. So I had those two being juggled at the same time. And I didn't really post that much. I mainly just watched and, you know, Children of Light, of course, because that was the only media you could really absorb. Yeah, and I know I've talked about me being on Children of Light before, but I started earlier in the Kingdom Keepers fandom, probably seventh grade for me, and what, you're how many years younger than me? 
Um, well, I just turned 19, so I think two years. Two years. Okay. Yeah, so seventh grade for me would have been fifth grade for you. And that's when yeah. I started in the role play stuff, and I was a well girl. And it's funny looking back because I'm such a Charlene. Like, I love Willa, but I'm such a Charlene. You really are. <laughs> uh, maybe that's why I was annoyed with her. It's like the girls who are annoyed with Amy in Little Women are really her. Yes, that is such a great parallel right there. <laughs> I've never realized that. <laughs> is that why I love her? You have to, I think you really just have to take a second and step out of yourself and view yourself and then realize, hey, the parallels right there. <laughs> yeah, but so I like role played as Willa for years and then find out about Children of Light when they were looking for a new Willa. I auditioned. It was between me and this other girl, and she got Willa, and I got Maleficent, as we all know. Yes. She ended up <laughs> dropping, like, a week later. Oh, but my gosh. Maleficent content, so they weren't going to move me up to Willa. Tea about Children of Light. Um, oh, I could get into all this tea. I'm not going to on this yeah. show. I'm not going to out people that were involved in that. I really real. But I'm not going to out of... <laughs> Me being a nice person. <laughs> yes. Um, but it was funny because like some of the people I was role playing with ended up being in Children of Light, like our Charlene Aaron. She was like a really big Charlene role player. And I remember when I changed my account from a Will role play account to a Maleficent, we we had realized that we had been role playing together as Will and Charlene for like a year and a half. Oh wow. Yeah, like, stuff like that. So, like, I was involved, and I think I... Do you remember the Disney 24-hour events that used to happen? Yes. The last one was when I was in eighth grade. And I went after middle, like, after school, middle school, whatever. And I dressed in all black to be, um, like, a Kingdom Keeper on crossover. No one knew who I was. That is so I did wholesome. That. There are no pictures of that night. And I'm so mad. <laughs> but it was the like it was like the week or two before Mine Train opened. Wow. So like they were like letting you try out Mine Train at for the 24-hour event. That is hilarious considering you That's... were decked out. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's it's so weird to think about that that has happened in my life. That's so long ago, too. Now that I'm thinking about that, I feel old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, Andy, if you're listening, because Andy has like a full on child and was working for Disney by the time I was like, <laughs> like in middle school. <laughs> Wow. Oh my gosh. Andy runs um Real Fans technically. He has the most podcasts on the Real Fans Podcast Network. Including oh, okay. Carter. <laughs> which is a podcast so I listen to and they have guested on this show. Round of applause right there. <laughs> so 
I know you mentioned that the third book is your favorite in the series. Why is it? One simple word. Jess. <laughs> that's that's mainly it. Um, I that's why it's that my favorite is Charlene. Exactly. It's a lot of character development, honestly, and I got to do a lot of. I, I guess you could say in a sense that the third book, whenever I was a kid, it was because it was the easiest to read for me at the time. I don't know why that was. I was constantly going back to the third book as a child, but whenever it comes to the mindset of current times, um, I got to do a lot of soul searching whenever I was going through and working on the scripts for the third book and realizing what Jess had all gone through before we even touched the syndrome oh. and being like, wow, you know, she's been through a lot of stuff over the years, not just on a personal level, but on an entire level of being kidnapped, being possessed, being manipulated, all of this stuff, especially like whenever it comes to sections that we've already passed you know like when she was in the tiger pit that sort of thing I forget about all of that from the second one yeah so having that moment be your character development has been you were possessed you were the bad guy and you hurt all of these people to oh my god what did I do yeah. to I've been kidnapped and put into a tiger pit to how do I fix this yeah and it continued to be like that almost all the way until the sixth book of her trying to fix what she had done and it wasn't even her fault it was Maleficent exactly but being the host of what was happening whenever she was Jezebel really impacted her yeah. to the point where hell even in the syndrome you can tell that she's still trying to fix things even between her and Amanda I mean you can even see that in the sequel series because I read that yeah. for the first time during COVID and I don't really remember Charlene's journey in that I remember her journey and seeing and young this exactly it's just it hurts a lot because obviously before I started this actual production I had to go and reread all the books yeah. and make sure I knew before I started especially whenever it came to casting in the early stages of what I wanted and how I wanted these characters portrayed especially with how their growth goes throughout seeing how Jez and Jess were kind of just this young girl who was stuck inside of herself traumatized not only because of the barracks being basically dumped out onto the streets by her parent um having to deal with something that you don't understand and being traumatized from that and now having this extra trauma because you feel like you've ruined everything for your family your friends and now you're being manipulated and you still feel like you're the bad guy. Yeah. 
especially in the third book, it's art. <laughs> yeah. I forget exact. So I, I think I'm going to change my answer to the third one being my favorite. Um, the cruise ship ones were always my favorite because I think the first time I read them, I was literally on one of the Disney cruise ships. I think it was on the Fantasy, <laughs> which if I'm not mistaken, is the one that they're on. They're either on the Fantasy or the Dream. I've been on both. I don't remember. I think it might actually have been fantasy, yeah. But I think that was the first one I had been on. So I was literally like on the ship while reading that book for the first time. So I have such like weird memories attached to that book. Yeah. But with me like starting to cosplay Charlene, I think it was more so me just trying to get out of like Children of Light and cosplaying Maleficent and all that after crap that had happened with that. Um, mm-hmm. channel and me being like well I can't do Willa because my friend um, Julie is Willa and she was um, Willa during Turn of White days me going and I'm like mm-hmm. I'm not really a Jess I'm not really an Amanda Charlene <laughs> and then I started cosplaying her and then I read the sequel series and was really interested in the character development so then when you cast me as Charlene, what, a month ago? Yeah, it was about a month ago. Yeah, for Kingdom Papers, Let's Read. That's when I really started rereading the books. And I will admit, I got annoyed with her again in the first two books. But then she has that speech in the third one where she's like, I didn't know my place on the team, but now I do. And it's um, like Animal Kingdom changed me. I am the athlete of the group. Like, y'all have your own abilities. I'm going to bring my ability to the team. And you see her put that in immediately in the third one. Because Then she has, I think yeah. it's the chapter right before I'm going to start recording. Where she's like, look, our parents will ground us. But let's, let's do what we've came here to do. Let's find Wayne. Oh, yeah. And now let's go break into this. <laughs> pavilion that's been abandoned for years all right (laughs) like the the growth that has happened from the first two books to now is insane exactly it's astronomical with that character growth just within the first few chapters period of the third book she's already evolved Whereas I feel like the other ones kind of stay stagnant, especially Finn until Dillard's death. And when is that? Yes. Oh my God. That's going to be so hard because I have a thing that's set up whenever we cast it initially that everyone who was in that circle of friend group in the book had to get used to everyone who was playing that circle of friends, including Dillard. Our Dillard is the youngest person in the cast. We cast him at age 12. He's now 14. And I feel very old saying that. But. <laughs> I feel. And it's going to be so awkward having to have him die. <laughs> yeah. Especially because then they have him come back to life as like weird hologram. Yeah. That's that's gonna be so awkward, and I I need to get onto our Finn to get used to our Dillard again because he has he had stepped away for a bit during his college program stuff. Yeah, and 
now he's back and I'm like that really like that is really what changes Ben as a leader exactly where he's like wow my actions really do have consequences exactly it was your hand you did it yeah well, I feel like we've already kind of covered our favorite characters and why exactly. we're talking with the third book. Yeah. So, and I also kind of talked about why I started cosplaying Charlene, but why'd you start cosplaying Jess slash Jez? So that's a funny thing. Before I started the series, I had, you know, Kingdom Keepers on the back burner in my mind yeah. a lot. Um, and I had made a cosplans list. And I cosplay a lot of book characters. Um, like, for instance, I cosplay Charlie, uh, Char- Charlotte Emily from the FNAF book series. Yeah. And I cosplay a lot of characters that a lot of people don't really know if they don't actually look into the media. So I had made a cosplay list. Two of the characters on there were from the books, and that was Charlene and Amanda. And then I was like, wait a second. Why don't I throw in Jess in that? A year and a half went by and I started the series and I put myself in as Jess because we didn't have anyone for her. And then I was like, oh, I found my cosplays list from like a year and a half ago and Jessica's on here. Yeah. Why don't I do her? So yeah. it built up from there. And then I made this amazing jacket. That I love your dress jacket. It's it's so hard to wear right now because it is literally like 90 degrees outside but once it gets colder and I'm off one day I'm going to Disney with that on because it is such an amazing jacket I love it to death it's covered in pins I did the book cover from the syndrome on the back it glows in the dark it's so nice (laughs) I need to go as Jess and Charlene while you're working for the park Yes. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> that would be so much fun. Me and that wig. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure long. it's pinned down. Oh, oh my I definitely gosh, yeah. Got it. Got to secure that bad boy. Mine, thankfully. A ponytail now. A ponytail now? <laughs> no, the, the windy ponytail. Oh, yes. <laughs> that you yes. did for me. Yes, that that wig that took me like two hours to do. <laughs> it, it's so pretty though. I love that thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's then whenever I started cosplaying Jess, I was like, oh my gosh, the version I'm cosplaying her doesn't exist yet in the canon that I'm doing. And then I was going through my wigs because I do like wig wash days here and there yeah. and I found my Wednesday Adams lace front wig that I hadn't used in like a year and a half I washed it put a white streak into it because I wanted it to kind of match my Jessica wig which has a single black streak in it yeah. um to parallel parallel that she still has a bit of Jezebel still lingering yeah um and I put a white streak in the black one kind of dolled it up to make it look like she was kind of like preppy-ish that she was kind of you know trying to hide her true intentions and everything and just started cosplaying her that way yeah I love both your Jess and your Jezebel 
I have to come I up still with love that logo. Evil Charlene. Yes. <laughs> book four. Ah, oh, book four, Charlene, man. Oh, she going through it in that book, man. <laughs> I I have thoughts about her in that book. It's fine. <laughs> um why is Philby the one that kisses her wake? Ugh, and don't say it's because of the love of friendship. I am such a big Wilby shipper. I do not like that. Exactly. I think so Wilby's awkward. my favorite ship in that book series. <laughs> exactly. Not even the one I cosplay slash act as. It's such a cute couple, honestly. And then it's just like tech smart and she's book smart. Exactly. They feed off of each other. It's not ah, I will go on a whole tangent. <laughs> yeah, so she just like Maybach tries to kiss her and then she's just like ignores him. And then Philby actually steps in and it's between the three boys, it just feels so weird. Yeah, I, I mean, we could have gotten the Finn thing and Finn be, like, that awkward be, about it. That be part of the, like, love triangle weirdness that Ridley tried to do with Charlene and Amanda. Finn and, yeah, that it would have actually caused more fuel to the fire, which could have been a better way to go. But having Philby do it is just such an awkward turn. Especially because I feel so bad for Willow when she finds out. Yeah, she's crushed, man. Of like, does Toby not actually like me? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's yeah, sad. I'm a little girl, still. It's so valid, though. I I completely understand because I have such a bond with our Willa. She's she's so sweet. I love her to death. Yeah. I mean, I've been. I've been loving our group chat that we have now. Oh, yeah. So the funny thing with that, this is only like the third time I've talked to Steven, who plays our Philby now. So his first actual personal experience of me is me screaming at my Alexa unit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, mine was, my first time really meeting my Maybach was that group chat. It's true. Him, him getting off of work from Subway High. That's our Maybach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that was a stick of butter. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, um, oh, our Finn being like, I didn't know you cursed, Emma. Yes. I didn't realize you cursed. Emma curses more than I do. Like, <laughs> And that's saying something. Fine. So I had I kind of glossed over um what Jess and Amanda are. Yes. And that's not the best. The best way that I could describe it when I was talking to my dad about it, because he's also in the series as one of the actors. Yeah. Um so he and I were talking about it and we're talking about exactly. um when I was describing it the best way I can describe it is think the x-men if they weren't properly trained and they were abused by the government more than they were so (laughs) you see 
So they're called fairlies or fairly human for those of you who do not know. And how I've described it to my boyfriend who hasn't read the series is they're basically like the numbered people in Stranger Things, like 11, especially Amanda who has telekinesis, just like 11. Because like every fairly is different and And every, every, yeah, every instance of them whether it's their backstory or what have them is it varies from each person to person like well yes amanda has telekinesis jess dreams the future yeah exactly so and then there's maddie who touches someone and can feel what they're thinking can yeah, know i always forget what a character and not like a fan-made <laughs> she, she in my mind is just like wanda yeah, I I actually, before I started this project, I mixed them up at one point. Which no, so Wanda weird. is Wayne's daughter, and she kind of acts as, like, the Wayne in the second book. Yeah, the second, the end of the second, and the, like, middle of the third, she kind of steps in for her father since he is missing. Yeah. And... But I definitely have like a fan made yeah. like OC that someone had made on roleplay, like on Instagram roleplay, because there was a Wanda girl, and she was so like weird in my mind that I thought she was an OC. <laughs> she was like such kind of a like, Mary Sue archetype that I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That really does make sense. <laughs> oh, I'm waiting. Like a book sexy, yeah. like wait, Wanda's a real character. <laughs> Wait a second. It was Wanda who was stalking the sisters? <laughs> because I completely forgot about that before I started working on scripts for the third book. I completely forgot about them almost getting like permaban because of the living with the lands thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> that the Kingdom Keepers didn't get banned after like half the class <laughs> happens in the first two, not gonna lie just in the first one like the space mountain thing how were you not banned for that or winnie the pooh oh my god i always forget about that that almost killed them oh my gosh (laughs) yeah will and charlene almost died in the first book and no one talks about that no one talks about that. The main thing that everyone talks about for the first book is it's a small world and maybe Maybach being kidnapped and put into a lead room in Space Mountain. But no one talks about them yeah. almost drowning and possibly being electrocuted due to the Omnimover track system. Yeah, because it's in the like rain room. Yeah, like, it was in the rain room. I I was rereading the books, of course, like when I first started and was like, I forgot this happened. Exactly. Because it's never touched on again at all. No. Even like Willa and Charlene. No, Willa mentions it in one of the books being like, remember what happened at Winnie the Pooh? Yes. She mentions Winnie the Pooh by name like one time and then it's never touched. (laughs) Whereas they bring up all the crap that happens to boys in the first two. Exactly. Mm. Mm. 
mm, I'm gonna fight. Like, I, I completely agree. So, if you could choose your fairly ability, what would you choose? I would actually do a mix because I love the dynamic that both Jess and Maddie have. Yeah. So I would honestly, I would want an amalgamation of the two of their powers because you see, I kind of, <laughs> my thought was like kind of the like reading minds rather than like touching and knowing their feelings. Yes. Or in in this situation, I was thinking more, yes, you dream the future, but whenever you see a person in your dreams, you know everything about them. Thoughts, feelings, emotions, past, future, everything. Yeah. So then, you know, strategy-wise, it would be pretty good. <laughs> the keepers would love to have you. Exactly. <laughs> you would been able to tell them where they were being where they were hiding those under sleeping beauty syndrome oh my gosh yeah oh my gosh I always forget about that <laughs> the amount of people that have been put under sleeping beauty syndrome has been <laughs> Maybach for real Toby Willa and they were put in the same hotel room in the second yeah place. oh my gosh they tried Charlene they tried Charlene when they possess yeah never oh amanda we always almost forgot about amanda yeah all the keepers were put under sbs during the syndrome as well yeah like they've been put under i'm not gonna lie i've only read it once i don't okay i like it and it's a good way to get into character reading like a couple of chapters here and there but why did they have to give Greg Lewowski an entire like POV section in the book? <laughs> because we switched to his POV like three times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we love our OTKs. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> hey, I used to when I was a Maleficent um, King of Hebrews cosplayer. You right, you right. I will say out of all the OTKs, yeah, technically I was the OG OTK. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, out of all the OTKs, I actually kind of like Sally. She she I is actually really like Sally. Oh my god. She she had some quips like yeah. big time. And I will say out of the guy OTKs. I'm going to be so happy whenever it comes to setting up everything for that Hugo Philby fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always forget Hugo is an OTK. Yeah, because it it was only a little bit here and there, and then most of the spotlight was put onto Greg. So, yeah, I love that Philby's cat is named Elvis. Yes, I love Elvis. He's a great cat yes. except for whenever he lays on the computer <laughs> My, okay another favorite moment is philby him like yelling at his mom being like no do you remember me being under sbs in the last book that's what's about to happen if you make me close this computer and go to bed yes do you want willa's mom to experience the same thing 
that I had to go through and you had to go through and having to take her to the hospital. Um, this isn't about Disney. This is about our friendship, all that. Yeah. I'm so excited (laughs) to hear our Philby do that line. Oh, yeah. I'm, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. (laughs) So before we get into the nitty gritty of production and the inner workings of Kingdom Keepers, let's read. Skylar, what's Kingdom Keepers, let's read? Honestly. The best way I have been able to describe it, um, initially, it was just an audio drama format of the books, a faithful adaptation of it. And we would use um, park photos or edited photos or even photos of our own rooms and houses to put an image into the viewer's mind of what exactly was happening. Um, I became basically a Foley artist along with this production because almost all of these special effects sounds are created by yours truly. Um, and it was, it was an experience for the first section of the Kingdom Keepers Let's Read. Now, the best way I can describe it is the same format, but with illustrations created by our wonderful team of artists um, who have taken what we initially had of just park photos and have created amazing works of art that are now going to be put in as stills for each of our chapter videos. Including the one-armed Willow. (laughs) Yes, for our concept art, we had designated artist to create concept art before we started on the assignments. And my friend Selena had been sick this day and was going through and doing her willa art and was like just to save time i'm only going to give her one arm and i had to explain to our artist that she is not an amputee it was just to save time and energy (laughs) i love it i love it so much it it's so funny to me still and i still mess with her about it (laughs) Can I mess with her? Well, you'll see her at Holiday Matsuri. She's our fawn. <laughs> Yay! I'm going to be Wendy in that group because who else would I be? And Skyward's going to be Tink. <laughs> yes, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. I might sew tonight for that. I have to sew tonight. <laughs> I'm almost done with my cloak. I might add the lace to at least the bottom of the dress. Mm. I'm so excited to see that. That's going to be so pretty. <laughs> yeah. I might not do the arms. I might just make it into the potato brand collar. We're going to see how it looks afterwards, especially if I decide to do gloves. Oh, that is true. Is yours long-sleeved? I don't remember. It is long-sleeved. I just roll it up for the summertime. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would make sense. All right. Yeah. Yeah, doing it on Peter Pan collar. You should have enough for both the bottom Peter Pan collar and the sleeves because there's about two and a half yards of that. Yeah. Only $6. I know. <laughs> um, $6 for the place. <laughs> so like, how did you start with it slash what was your inspiration for Kingdom Keepers Let's Read in the first place? So that's a funny thing. Um, as I had explained, I had put three of the characters on my cosplay list. 
but whenever I was in late elementary school, early middle school, there was a web comic online called Homestuck. Yes. A lot of people know about this web comic, and a lot of people know about a certain YouTube channel that did a Let's Read version of the webcomic all the way up to about Act 6 or 7. Okay. So my inspiration for that was that, of course, I had gone back into the archives of their channel and was re-watching it. And I had an idea of, hey, I could do something like this because I had directed a project prior that had sadly flopped. And I was like, I could definitely do something like this, but what would I do it for? And it stayed in the back of my brain for a couple of weeks. And this one day I had gotten, you know, a little high and (laughs) had, you know, gone off to pick up uh, one of my friends for school. And it hit me like a dump truck. What if I did this with Kingdom Keepers? So that day, once I got to the school campus, I had a free period for first period, and I set up the first uh, casting call on castingcallclub.com and made the Instagram. And immediately, I found our fin within like the first day of it being up. Wow. And then you ended up like texting, oh, I forgot her name, but our Amanda, Alyssa. No, Allie later on came about a month into the project. She had shown up because of Children of Light. Um, She had gone through, oh wait, no, yeah, yeah, you're Amanda too. I messaged her about it before everything. And then she had messaged us in our group chat being like, hey, there's this Kingdom Keepers Let's Read thing. It's so funny. And, See, I, I was like, I, went, I don't know, because I'm kind of not really, like, Jordan, uh, like, kind I of did. ruined Kingdom Keepers for me for a little bit there. Um, not That's gonna lie. valid. And That's so I, valid. I don't know. And then during COVID, I reread the series and was like, no, I'm reclaiming this for myself, just like the Harry Potter fans are doing. Which, exactly. Really. So, I had actually, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I had gone through, did auditions for the main keepers, our narrator who also plays Wayne. I love that. He is a godsend. I absolutely adore Austin. His motivation to play both of these characters who have so many lines is just phenomenal. I don't know how he does it. Wayne in the like first book with the fable. Yes, he went through and he did all of that and immediately afterwards had a monologue as the narrator. So he is a godsend whenever it comes to that. I got him and all of our keepers and fairlies set up. And before I had gotten our Amanda Alley and before we had gotten our former Philby, um, I had messaged the Children of Light Instagram and had talked to Alyssa about that. And then afterwards, she helped out a little bit with the project later on in the series. So, and then yeah, we, and then I enjoyed exactly. So it was something else. Whenever it came to auditions, auditions were extremely difficult to go through because um, 
I had encouraged a lot of the people who were in my theater class to audition since we all wanted to stay in touch and a handful of them are still in the project. Okay. So I had a lot of avenues to go off of whenever initially picking out people. One memory that just popped in my brain about Kingdom Keepers was in one of my high school classes. We had to make a script or like a like a little script of like anything we wanted to be. It was supposed to be like a sequel or like a scene that was missing from a book or movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. I did one for the first Kingdom Keepers book. I think it's gone forever. I'd really like to be able to find it, but I think it's gone forever at this point. What was it? It was when Jess or Jez kidnaps Maybach and brings him to small. Yes. That like date. The date thing. I wish that they had actually put that in because I wanted to see what happened. It's never touched on. They don't address it. So what happened? So I made a scene and then my director after like I like read out the scene because I think I had to act it out with someone uh-huh. um he was like and that person had read Kingdom Keepers before after I acted out my theater teacher Mr. Southworth was like so what was that from and then I had to explain Kingdom Keepers <laughs> and sounded crazy oh my gosh that's I hilarious give you that great synopsis from earlier Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I was, like, trying to explain the first book, being like, oh, yeah, it's these five, like, middle schoolers, and they get, like, um, chosen to be, like, holographic hosts, and there's, there's this girl, Jezebel, who works for the villains, but, like, she convinced, I think I was trying to make the scene make sense, and then I was like, yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. I had to go through the, almost the exact same thing. When I first started the project, I had to explain to some of the people I was trying to uh, get to audition what the series was about. And it was hilarious because the girl who was initially our original um, Mama Whitman, yeah, she came up to me and was like, so it's about Disney, right? I like Disney. And I was like, yeah, the character that I mainly want you to audition for is the mom of one of the main kids. And she's like, I could be a mom. What's the book about? So I had to explain it to her. And our theater director overheard it. Now, my theater teacher used to work for Disney. He was one of the tour guides for the great movie ride. And <laughs> my yeah. school English teacher was a um was like one of the people for the great movie ride as well. That's hilarious <laughs> because every single Halloween, uh, he would do the great movie ride for us. And it was absolutely amazing, but he overheard us talking about it and he went, I have, I used to work at Disney. I think I've heard about this. And I then told him that Ridley Pearson actually did like some sort of book tour at one point at the parks with a bunch of kids and they like read the I think it was either the fourth book. I remember it. So it has been at least like the fifth or sixth or fourth. Yeah, it was one of those. 
and he had gone to the parks and read it to a bunch of kids in some of the locations that they had used in the actual book series. Yeah. I think my biggest <laughs> memory tied to Kingdom Keepers, though, is me reading the seventh book for the first time. Oh, God. <laughs> I was on my way to Magic Kingdom. And I'm reading oh. the book in the car. And I get to Wayne's death. <laughs> So I started sobbing in the car on my way to Magic Kingdom. Wow. See, that's that's a very similar memory because when I had dropped the series, I dropped it at a little after Shell Game. I had started, like, you know, but I, I didn't finish the series. And I picked up the seventh book one day and I was reading it because I had just gone through the entire series and I got to that section and I had to put the book down because I put the book I down had, for a week. Oh, I, I had to break the news to um, one of my friends who's in the project who hadn't read all of Kingdom Keepers and be like, I have to kill Austin. I have to kill Austin. <laughs> and she's like, wow, jokingly. She goes, wow, maybe he'll get a break from recording then. Yeah. And I'm like, no, he's still the narrator. And the and funny thing is, is they bring in young Wayne, like in the sequel exactly. series. Exactly. So funny because the only now thinking about it and saying it out loud the only break that he gets is the syndrome yeah because that's all in first person yeah <laughs> I remember when Alyssa did like one of the chapters of the syndrome for children of light oh she did one of Amanda's point of views it's like a short film oh that's cute yeah it's actually probably my favorite video on the Turn of White YouTube channel. That and the Finn and Amanda boyfriend-girlfriend tag. That is hilarious. <laughs> that, that's... Because See, we're like going... Amanda being sassy with Finn and Finn being yeah. serious. See, with the syndrome, I have a few ideas that I've only talked with my editors about. Yeah. Um, whenever it comes to it because we want it to stand out a bit different than um the other yeah. books video wise um and i don't know if you were into unis honest whenever it was still a thing yeah. uh it was a series done by markiplier and crank games yeah. uh ethan and they made the YouTube channel only for a year. And there was a countdown that they did at the beginning of every single video, counting down the days, the hours, the times, the seconds, yeah, everything, you know, until the channel would eventually be deleted along with all of the videos. And it was like a symbolism to how life and death, it's the thing that you love is not always going to be there. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of incorporating the countdown thing into the syndrome because as you know, 
they're on a time-based thing to make sure that their friends don't get stuck permanently in SBS. Yeah. I just sent you the syndrome thing that (laughs) did, by the way. That I will definitely be watching that after this. (laughs) It's a minute and 30 seconds. It's not that long. Still, it's going to be... I can already tell that's going to be good. (laughs) Again, it's probably the best video that Trona White made. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I am definitely watching that right after we finish this. (laughs) Um... We've already kind of talked about how you met the performers. They were a lot of like your theater people in the beginning and the audition call. So why don't we get into some of the more like inner workings of Kim's Let's Read. So right now we currently have, let me check real fast. Usually it'll tell me. I want the shirt. Yes, we actually, (laughs) so James Arfin found the shirt on I think it's tea theory it's something like that um and sent us a link I'm seeing if I can find it again it's somewhere but yeah yeah he still has the link so we have three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve seventy three actors and artists in the production itself um the inner workings we of course use discord as a platform to communicate with each other and whenever it comes to our actors standpoint uh we have them set up in little group chats to kind of bond with each other um especially and um fairly's one yes we it really is we have to be able to get used to each other because some of our characters have interactions that are very very close um and some of them end up dating each other yeah so i had to kind of be like oh yeah we are definitely making sure that everyone gets bonded close together and as our Jessica I had to make sure that I had a semi-sisterly bond with our Amanda yeah and we are that close we've gone out and hung out with each other because she lives in the area and I'm taking her to Disney during my DCP program you also so me exactly I know I will <laughs> But our artists, we have basically a very well-oiled machine whenever it comes to how their interworkings are. With the actors, it's more, we're having fun, we're playing around, we're going to be chaotic in our chats. We have it set up as a very professional matter with the artist, and I have it designed where the scripts are put out at a certain time when the script is put out I make a character breakthrough type thing um, to add on to the character list for the artist then I have a scene breakdown that gets sent out to them usually it's roughly 12 stills in total that's the least amount that we've done once it gets later on in the series there's going to be a lot more 
obviously. Yeah. Um, because the books do get a lot longer, so therefore the videos get a lot longer. And what we have what book is it that has like 13 chapters and each one of them is like 30 pages long exactly with the fourth book it's absolutely messy i had a thing set up for the older scripts where i would put in like three to seven chapters all together because they were back to back to back to back and they were short but i can't do that with the fourth book power play is just so agonizingly long for each chapter that the script that I'm currently working on is only for chapter eight and it is almost 32 pages so I feel really bad for both parties in this uh whenever it comes to those videos that are coming up oh, but okay. powerplay loves to forget that Charlene's a character for real it does it really does which is why i'm like taking my time recording <laughs> you'll still be in power play what but yeah, i, I really. think that yeah yeah she's only in like i want to say four chapters yeah, and one of them is her talking to her mom being like, I don't have a crush on Finn. Yes, that is the only section that she's really in. That is her <laughs> section with Amanda. And so Yeah, because that is so weird. Yeah, because like... But she interacts with him so much. She really doesn't. I completely forgot that she's barely in that. Wow. <laughs> no, because they make the excuse that she's either at her orthodontics or um, cheerleading practice. Yeah. Here at the fourth book. Or, you know, being an OTK. <clears throat> <Yeah. clears throat> I got something in my throat. <clears> throat> yeah. Well, after she gets turned into that, it's like, oh, I have orthodontics. I have. Yeah. Bye. But yeah, that that is very true. But with the scripts for that, it's just so long. And I think that's why I kind of forgot that she wasn't in a lot of it because I put the character breakdown and then I'm like, oh yeah, she's in this. Copy, paste, copy, paste. Yeah. But wow. Yeah, she, she is not in a lot of that. No. But with our artist as well, we do a setup with it where... Um, they get breakdowns, they get reference photos, they get um, a specific time that their stills are due for our first chapter that we are coming back after our hiatus, chapter 30 through 34. Their due date for that is, I believe, August 1st. Okay, I'm going to record after we're done. <laughs> For that chapter. <laughs> yes. Um, Which I'm they... like, you're in control F, Charlene, and she has uh, 80 mentions in that first set. Oh, wow. But half of that is just like the narrator talking about her. Wow. That's. Couldn't be me. Jess is barely mentioned. <laughs> 
no because basically all i have to do is mission space and then the they'll betray us yeah and also finding yeah us the section with uh her finding wayne is the next chapter yeah yeah so yeah that's basically all you gotta do um do both chapters or both chapter sections or try to um especially because i go on a cruise soon so kind of need to get more than caught up but yeah yeah Oh, I just found it. Yep, that is correct. Our due date for them is, yep, that that is correct. So that's that's whenever we're going to send that all to, like, voice note wise and like, recordings. That's going to be sent to our editor. We have, let me see how many editors we have now. Um, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six editors seven if you include myself because i am the lead editor the video editor the uh, assistant editor that deals with all of these sound effects and um getting everything to the final product (laughs) and jess on top of that and the director and the person who deals with the server and scripts and the social media keepers group chat yes and the wrangler for all the actors to make sure that they're not out doing crimes and stuff (laughs) and emma gives that face (laughs) my evil grin my favorite still this is something that only the people who were there during the first book in the discord knew about um When we did chapter 16, I could not find any special effects sounds that I actually liked for the first book. Um, Because when I envisioned the It's a Small World scene, I saw it in the eyes of my kindergarten self still. When I was hearing that chapter being read to me for the first time, I thought it was, I thought it was a horror movie, basically. Yeah. I still think that. So, so when I put it into that perspective, I was like, yeah, I want sounds of the dolls hitting into the water and hitting up against the boat and yeah. them climbing onto it and the tipping and everything like that. Yeah. The special effects sounds, you're going to laugh at this. We have a pullout back. I took, this is still something I that think I- cool. I get mocked for this a lot whenever it comes to anytime I bring up chapter 16 with the people who were initially in the group. I took these concrete discs that I found and I plopped them into the pool and they didn't make the right sound. So I got something heavier, a cinder block, and plopped it into the pool and it made the perfect splash noise. And then after that, I filled up our tub with water and took the discs and splashed it around with my hand still to make it sound sort of like swimming. And then I beat up our pool so that it would sound like the boat. 
and I took a metal baseball bat <laughs> and a wood baseball bat to see the similar sounds, took them outside and just hit things with it to simulate the sound of the dolls hitting up against the boat and became a Foley artist that way whenever it came to it. We have security cameras. I can guarantee you that if anyone was watching them that day, they definitely got a show of me running around like a chicken with its head cut off with baseball bats and cinder blocks and just splashing. <laughs> Do your parents have access to that security footage? Yes. <laughs> Could I get it from them? <laughs> if it is still in the memory banks of our ADT stuff, I will see if I can find it. Thank you. Uh, it has been over a year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it could be lost to time, but there's a video somewhere of me in the original Keeper's chat. And I will see if I can find that and send it to you because it is a masterpiece. <laughs> so where can people hear all of that hard work that you did? And every other part of King of Keepers, let's read. Our TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube channel, all under the name Kingdom Keepers, let's read. Um, we post once we get back active every other Friday around 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay. And I'll be sure to tag them, especially as I'm coming in as newbie <laughs> keeper. Me and our baby yeah. being the newbies on the block. <laughs> newbies on the block. I am making that a shirt <laughs> for both of you. Newbie keepers on the block. <laughs> yes. Crossing over for the first time. <laughs> oh, don't give me ideas. Don't give me ideas. <laughs> no, we need a red bubble store where stuff like that is there. Oh yeah, big time. I, I will see if I can do that, if that's even allowed. <laughs> so I never told you how I originally found out about Kingdom Keepers and all that. Oh no. <laughs> I forget what I was doing. I think I was trying to start a YouTube channel and was like, I'm going to interview the people that do Children Flight. So I remember that call. It was like Aaron. So we had two Aaron's in the cast. One played Charlene and one played Finn. One was A yeah. and one was E R I N. Yeah. Okay, he said another thing. I'm not gonna look at it now. I'm, um, I'm not gonna look at it now. Um, but it was Finn Aaron, Alyssa, who was our Amanda, um, uh -huh. Jake, who was our Maybach, and maybe our, our OG Philby. Like the first one, not the one that has a Instagram story reel on him. Yes. Go look at the Children of Light Instagram. That was that was a fun time when we got hacked by a former cast. Yes. Um, but it was me like interviewing them. It was how I like first got to know them. And then like maybe a year like a half year or a year later, I auditioned. Wow. And they never put two and two together until years later when I dug up that picture. Because I think I have a picture of the four of us on. That is, that is something else. 
Yeah, because that had to have been like 2016 because I started the year I did Les Mis and I was a sophomore in high school. So like 2017. Wow. No, some of our cats had the same thing happen. They were just initially fans and then auditioned. So ended up going with you guys. For real. Broke up. (laughs) That is the best way to put that situation in. That really is. It honestly is. Yeah, I can't find that picture anymore. But yeah, 20, so it was 2017. Because I remember being in Les Mis and being in rehearsals. I think it was tech rehearsals when I found out I was going. I found it in the public that I got cast in Children of Light. I still feel so bad because um, <laughs> my dad, I told him he wasn't allowed to just, you know, pick a character and I would cast him. I told him that he had to actually audition. Yeah. Um, now his demo reel has his audition for Pumbaa that he used because that's one of the characters he plays for Kingdom Keepers. Um, he decided to do the a Pulp Fiction scene as Timon and Pumbaa, switching between the voices back and forth. And whenever I get it from him. I will send it to you because it is very, very cursed. And I casted him on the spot because it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Found it. So it was our original Jess. Oh, wow. So yeah, here's the picture of us together. So that's our OG Jess who quit because school. Aaron, Maybeck, me, and Amanda. But this is pre-me joining Kingdom Keepers. Wow. Shirt, yeah. T public. That's where the shirt was from. Okay. I forgot. <laughs> but but um, yeah, they, they have it in multiple colors. <laughs> ooh. I'm trying to see if they have pink because I've kind of made that. They shirt. do. They do. I might get it in pink. Because they described in detail Charlene's crossover outfit in one of the books. She just shows up in like fuchsia. <laughs> well, no, and like when she starts wearing the black, they're like she was wearing a black dance leotard and black jeans. Yeah, but the crossover outfits in general, I think are pretty cool. I do wish they explained them more because that would be better for our artist. Honestly, yeah, because I'm like dance leotards are so different. Like there are some that are high necks. Some that are like kind of the scoop. Some that literally have sleeves. Others don't. Like, is she going in with like a tank leotard? Or is she going in with a turtleneck leotard? What is she I imagine like kind of like the swoop neck with long sleeves. That makes sense. And then you've got, you know, everyone else where it's just like, oh yeah, we're wearing black. We're not going to tell you what it is, but it's black. Yeah. Because I always imagined um, Charlene as like a skinny jean girl. So black skinny Oh, yeah. Underwear. And then uh, uh, Willow wearing like a mom jean kind of thing. Like a black mom. Yes, high-waisted and everything. Yeah. And like a black <laughs> turtleneck 
long sleeve. That's kind of what I imagine her wearing. That is so valid. And then I just see Finn's stuff as what James does for his Finn cosplay. Like, I can't see it as anything else. I just see it Where he as, wears you know, the Kingdom Keeper shirt, like, logoing himself. Yes! Like, oh yeah. Here's the logo. Take it. <laughs> also, so fun fact for our audience. Even though I've never talked Kingdom Keepers on the channel, in our logo art, we have a Kingdom Keepers reference. We have the pen. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's, wow, the because... quill up in here. What? The quill, let's go. So basically, so Gabby, my co-host, is a huge D&D fan, so she wanted to add the D&D dice, and I was like, mm-hmm. only if you add something for either Narnia or Kingdom Keepers, and she's like, I don't know what to add for Narnia, and I was like, I don't either, there's nothing too obvious, and I was like, Kingdom Keepers, they have the um, the pen that is like very important and it's like a fountain pen. So if you can see right next to the Disney ears. Oh, wow. Quill. Wow. Yeah. It's <laughs> been in there since May of last year when we started the show. It's so cute. And I never, never noticed that. About Kingdom Keepers until now. Besides, like, we did, like, a top five episode of, like, books and movies and all that that, like, impacted us mm-hmm. growing up. And I talked about the Kingdom Keeper series then. And but you little... didn't delve into it. No, it wasn't like this, where I was able to, like, kind of talk about Charlene and her growth and Jess and her growth. Yeah. And Willow staying kind of the same, not going lie. You're right. I feel like she didn't really get that much development, but I still love her. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like she does in the later book, like in the sequel series. Yeah, she gets it in the sequel series big time, but like in the earlier books, nah, she's just there. (laughs) Yeah, because they focus on Charlene and everything. Also, every time I see Divine in Animal Kingdom nowadays, all I think about is Charlene. Because that's how I first found out about Divine. Really? Yeah, was... (laughs) Where's Charlene in the second book? (laughs) Sneaking around, doing her thing. And then I was like, I love this. Man, how much are stilts on Amazon real quick? (laughs) Gotta get you some divine legs real fast. No. Imagine me cosplaying Charlene, cosplaying divine. Cosception? You'd have to do the divine makeup. Oh, yeah, big time. It's just basic camo makeup. Yeah. But yeah, like even now when I see her, I'm like, my girl Charlene. Hey, I see you, Charlie, up in the trees. Also, I love her nickname. It's so cute. Yeah. (laughs) Sylvie, poor kid whose parents literally named him after a computer company. For real. Man's got, man's got literally picked up and went, yeah, we're stereotyping you as the guy in the chair from birth. I'm sorry, I looked at her because, so the guest room where I film when I'm home also serves as my mom's office during the work week. And I look at the computer that's like right to my left and it's a Dell <laughs> computer. 
Well, I mean, hold on. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm recording this on a Dell computer. What am I laughing about? Oh my gosh. Back at it again. So, Skylar, it was great having you on. You are always welcome to come back. Thank you. And it was, I, I really appreciate you having me on here and I would love to come back eventually. Okay. So where can the people find you before I do our outro stuff? You can, of course, find me through our Kingdom Keepers Let's Read stuff and also my personal Instagram, smaller than you 413 and my TikTok, smaller than you 41. Yes. Which, when I was telling Tyler about you, I was like, is it 41 or 413 for her Instagram? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's stuck in the homestuck days still. Okay. <laughs> hey. I mean, me with Snippy Emma. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least Star Wars is still popular. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so let me get into this fandom news and outro real quick. So Netflix's 13 The Musical will feature at least three new songs by Jason Robert Brown. Alden, I always feel so bad whenever I pronounce names that I don't know. Alden, Aaron Rich? Sure. Is set for a key role in Marvel's Ironheart series for Disney+. Plus. He will join the cast that is led by Dominique Thorne as very... Riri Williams with Lyric Ross, Anthony Ramos, Manny Montana, and Harper Anthony cast in currently unknown roles. Actors Equity placed Paradise Square producer Garth Drabisky on the company's do not work list after the production closed um, this past Sunday. Because of all the sketchy stuff he did, we kind of talked about that last week. Go listen to that. Um, Peter Dinklage has joined The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, as Casca Highbottom, which is the dean of the academy. He will start opposite Tom Blythe, who will be playing a young President Snow, and Rachel Ziegler, who is a tribute named Lucy Gray Baird. Um, Broadway show Mr. Saturday Night will close on Broadway on September 4th. Magic Band Plus is to debut at Walt Disney World on July 27th. Um, E. Rich Bergen will join the cast of Chicago as Billy Flynn starting on August 1st. The cast of Stephen Sondheim's Into the Woods featuring Sarah Bareilles, Joshua Henry, Philip um, Sue, Gavin Creel, and many, many more are currently at work on a revival cast recording, which will be released in September. Disney is developing a new musical comedy, Penelope, which is a unique um, twist on the classic fairy tale, The Princess and the Pea. Robert Sadeth will be writing the script. An original music by singer-songwriter for the film will be written by Ingrid Mickelson and Broadway superstar Larry O'Keefe, who wrote Legally Blonde's music, as well as many other things. Um, her will star as Belle in ABC Network's Beauty and the Beast, a 30th celebration live special this December. That was a mess of words. Um... National Treasure, Edge of History, an original series, is streaming soon only on Disney+. And we gave a royal welcome to the new cast members uh, for the Broadway musical Six. Bree Jackson will star as Catherine of Aragon. Carrie Renee Fuller will be returning as Jane Seymour. 
And Brennan Hart will um, star as Catherine Parr and two fabulous new alter um, alternates, Ayla Sicone Birdo and Holly Conway. And then Adriana Hicks and Abby Mueller will be taking their final bows on Sunday, August 7th. And bookings open on July 28th for the fall 2023 Disney Cruise Line itineraries. Let's get into this outro. So thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fan Fatales. We are a proud part of the Real Fans Podcast Network. And if you want to check out more shows on the network, you can find them on rf4rm.com. Join us next week where I once again will be joined by a guest while Gabby's out of town and doing other things. So come here, my TikTok mutual, Nyota, talk about all things Nardia and Caspiandal. Remember to subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to us on YouTube. Please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you think about the show. And remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FanFatalesPod for the latest updates and to possibly be featured in a future episode. My Instagram, my Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter are all at Snippy Emma, which is S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-M-A. Our editing is by the wonderful Carol Lindsmeyer. As always, thanks for tuning in. Bye! The views expressed in this episode do not reflect the brand or who they are about. <laughs>